time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots with Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Hart. The Six Rings Post Game Show is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By the New England Recovery Center in Marlboro, Mass. Where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical. Where pros need pros at needco.com. By Catches Law Group. The personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. And by Anderson Windows. And your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Jones beats it in the strike tackle. Knocked out from behind by the sideline. Was he in bounds? Yes, he was. Kyle Hamilton, the rookie, knocks it out. Coming from the top, number 15, Nelson Aguilar gets back inside. Another great throw right there. But great hustle by Kyle Hamilton coming up from behind, punches it out. Ah, foul words. Multiple swears. It was going so well, Andy, until it wasn't. It was a great game. There was real juice. I was feeling some of the competitive electricity that comes with a game between two like opponents that are slugging it out in the center of the ring. And then all of a sudden... One boxer decides to start punching themselves. Hello and welcome to the Six Rings Post Game Show with your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart here on WEI and the WEI Sports Radio Network. Thanks for tuning in. If you're at the stadium right now, sadly walking back out to your car, thinking you were going to be headed out to a post game victory tailgate, waiting it out in traffic or doing yard work because you're so frustrated at home. The final score today, Baltimore Ravens 37, Patriots 26. I am at my wit's end, Andy Hart, Uh with beating yourself. I have said time and again, I love this team. I love rooting for this team. I love watching this team. But we have said so many times, Andy, this team is not as bad as everyone wants you to believe or so many people have led you to believe. Chris Shine. Others. (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> and other people that shall not be named. But they are not good enough to overcome multiple self-inflicted wounds, mistakes, multiple picks in the second half. Great to see Devontae Parker break out because he locks on to Jacoby Myers too often, but then Mac Jones stares down Parker too much. All of his interceptions prior to the final one, upon which he got hurt, and we'll get to that in a second, were him targeting Parker too often. Fumbles, Aguilar, high and tight, Aguilar, high and tight. That's why we played the audio of that because that was a backbreaker. I'm just, oh, you saw me in the conference room. I got here. I was full of energy. I was so ready. And then it just fell apart. Andy, what happened? Your Patriots aren't good enough to overcome the mistakes they make. And didn't answer the question as to what happened to Mac Jones, who is dealing with a lower leg injury. Clearly could barely we don't know. put weight on it. Right, limped we don't off. know what happened. Uh, Ma- uh, Actually, ho- more hopped off yeah. than limped off. Mike Reese tweeted as soon as he saw it happen, uh, once Mac Jones was hit on that final interception of the game, he hopped right up. Someone rolled over on his leg. And he held his leg up, hopping on one leg across, over to the sidelines. Mike Reese tweeted that Mac went straight to the locker room. So uh, I, we don't know anything. We're not no. going to rampantly speculate if it's a sprain, if you want a break, me to, I a will. tear of anything. Well, go ahead. Feel free. High ankle sprain. 
I think I think otherwise. Oh, so you're willing to you're willing to speculate uh, even I, worse than all I said was brain? all I said was otherwise. Yeah, like no, that, it didn't look great. And we, I think the first text I saw when we came in here, and it's well down the machine now. Said, "Let the Bailey Zappi era begin." Was the reaction uh, from at least one fan? Now I don't know if that was in reaction to just the injury or the injury after the insult of watching Mac throw three picks in the game, including a hellacious. You Nelson Aguilar fumbled away your last ditch effort, mm-hmm. but before that, when they were swapping turnovers late in the game. Ravens gave you the ball back. Rashad Bateman with a great, fumble. Great play at midfield. Yep. Mac lobs up a ball in the back of the end zone on third down that Marlon Humphrey got one of the early, easiest interceptions of his career. It was a strange day for Mac Jones in that I thought he played really well and played comfortably at times and then looked really bad at times, including, you know, the four turnovers. Not all of them were him. He had three interceptions. Uh, but Bill Belichick summed it up right there, as we were saying when we went into Bill. They're not taking advantage of the mistakes from the other team, and they're making too many mistakes on their own. And you can't you can't play that spectrum, right? Because if you look at the stats, and we'll get into this as the postgame show continues here, but a lot of the numbers kind of favor the Patriots, yards and first downs and things of that nature, but it doesn't matter. The final score favored Lamar Jackson, who, by the way, put on another show. Four touchdown passes, a rushing touchdown, was making plays all over the field, even though you got some pressure on him at times from Judon. Three first-half sacks from Dietrich Wise. It was not enough. And I didn't even think Lamar played a great game. I thought he missed some throws over the middle of the field where he was aiming the ball short, bouncing it. But in the end, we kind of got the game we expected, right? You're going to make more plays on offense because the Ravens' defense isn't great. Yep. And you're going to give up more plays on defense because Lamar Jackson is great right now. He's one of the best handful of football players walking the planet. He's looking to get a $50 million a year deal. That's what your top-tier talent also that was passed over in the draft a couple years ago, who Bill Belichick sent a love letter to this week, and deservedly so. Not even his best game. That was a five-touchdown game for Lamar Jackson. Uh, Andy, via a friend of a friend, someone who was at the stadium, uh, someone just sent me a picture of multiple trainers helping Mac Jones down the stairs into the locker room. The one I just, the aforementioned tweet from Mike Reese. You can see Mac Jones's mouth open, writhing in pain. Um, yeah, no, I, he was I don't clearly feel comfortable in pain. sharing this right the second. I'm just going to say straight up, he's in pain. Some, that's well, not yeah, a I got high the same photo sprain. with Michael Jordan's crying head uh, cut and pasted onto <laughs> Mac's face. <laughs> It's a yep, meme already. There it is. Yeah, it's already a meme. Okay, good. So but it's no, out this there. Is, so, so this is the, the second time. That's bad in, news. We've only had a history of three post-game shows here on the Six Rings post-game show, and this is yep. the second time in three of those He's where the main injured. story is Mac is hurt. Ah. And that is not how you want to play. That is not how, especially with ah. everything else going on, if we keep throwing injury into the insults of the coaching and the play calling and the offense and the scheme and the execution, because there were positives today. Yeah. Right? You there were, were a, a lot shootout. of positive. You were Andy. in a shootout. You made some plays defensively, not enough. Offensively, you certainly made plays. We had the Devontae Parker breakout game, right? We waited all last year for John U. Smith's breakout game. Never came. Still Devontae never Parker, I think people were starting to worry after a couple weeks. What are we getting in Devontae Parker? He broke out today. And if Mac were a little better, I think the breakout game would have been a little bigger, and it may have been in a winning effort because I thought Mac missed him on a couple corner routes that could have been completions earlier in the game. But at least Devontae Parker made some plays. Devontae Parker had but a catch through the first two games. Unfortunately, uh, he was targeted multiple times in those two games, both of Mac Jones' interceptions prior to today, as noted by Andrew Callahan and many others today on your timeline, were when he was targeting Devontae Parker. Today, Mac finishes with... Three interceptions. Now he has five on the season. The first two were again. No, that's not very good. The first two, that's two picks, excuse me, two touchdowns, 
five picks on the season for Mac Jones. Ugh. The first of those three, the first two of those three, rather, excuse me, were when he was targeting Devontae Parker. I didn't want to be in a position where you say, hey, it's the Devontae Parker breakout game. It was. You were without Joe, Jacoby Myers today. Yep. He's his obvious security blanket. So, hey, Devontae Parker finally breaks out. Mac has to spread the ball around. I thought he was going to have to cook today because you're taking advantage of a less-than-stellar secondary that gives away gives up big plays. Problem is, Mac Jones ends up locking onto someone like he did with Jacoby Myers time and again, and now he just kept staring down. Devontae Parker, multiple times, he didn't need to target him. I understand targeting him when he's, because he's big, he's tall, he's great at the 50-50 ball. And he's hot. Like, yeah, he's having a day. He's on a streak. I know, he's on a heater, so you want to keep riding that hot streak. But I think Mac locks onto someone a little too much and gets googly eyes for the guy that he's rolling with when there were players open on first and third and fourth down. The Ravens timed a lot of blitzes very smartly off the corner to pressure Mack into rolling to a side and having to make a split-second decision. What does he do? Looks for Parker, and unfortunately, it turns into turnovers. I also think each game of the first three weeks, he's had too many bad throws for my liking. Not decisions, not anything. I'm talking about the actual physical effort of the ball leaving his hand and supposedly going to his target. Even the interception uh, underneath to, I think it's Josh Burns, Barnes, something like that, the Mm -hmm. linebacker. To, to Parker was a grossly underthrown ball. If mm-hmm. Barnes doesn't catch it, it's going to hit Parker in like his shoe tops. It wasn't right. like it was headed right for his chest or his head area to make a nice catch. And those early throws to Parker, two corner routes, I thought were late. Lobs mm-hmm. didn't get there in time, didn't have the arm. Whatever We can get into why it's happening, whether it's timing, decision-making, you know, arm strength, whatever. I don't think he's throw. We talked about it last week. that The, the throw to... to Parker that ended in the pick is not all that dissimilar to going left last week and hitting Cameron Sutton in the chest, right? And that and fell out of it. his chest. That right. was actually the interception that faded to Minka, Fat- Minka Fitzpatrick when he came in wasn't the worst throw. The worst throw was the Cam Sutton throw. Right. Today, so there's he, too many of those that we can count through three games Short of bad to Devontae throws. Parker uh, in the corner of the end zone, like you mentioned. A couple of balls over the middle where arms were up, just sneaking it into tight windows. But, like, his first interception – was thrown directly to the to, directly to the safety. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's my point. He's not throw and and some of that. I've been big on Mac is the least of your problems to some degree. The coaching and Patricia and the scheme and everything that's going on. The weapons maybe they're not good enough. Why aren't they showing up? Who's showing up week to week consistently? Who gets open? But there's through three weeks too many throws, just flat out throws, and those are on Mac. That's all Mac. That's all Mac's fault, yep. decision, whatever. So I think there's been too much of that. But I don't want to overreact here. I think the Ravens are a pretty good football team, probably mm-hmm. more talented than you. We listened to Jason Locke and Fora talk about it on the Six Rings podcast. They may not be quite as talented as they've been in the past, and they're working into health in the back end of the secondary with Humphrey and Marcus Peters and some of those things. But Lamar Jackson's really good. Guess who else is really good? Mark Andrews. Yep. Like, those are two all-pro caliber playmakers. I think he might be the best positions. tight end in the NFL right now. And, and that we've, we saw for years, if you start from that with Brady and Gronk, Brady and Edelman, if you start, the rest can be filled in around a lot easier. Like, Bateman doesn't have to be great. DuVernay right. doesn't have to be great. Hell, they got, and I enjoyed this, sorry Patriots fans, they have Ricard, a 300-pound fullback, catching crossers for like 12 yards early in the game. Is there anything more on brand than you getting 
all hardo about the Ravens having a 300 pound fullback. And I didn't know that. And you the Ravens were all, all butthurt last year because the Patriots snagged Ben Mason off of their practice squad, and then the guy didn't right. even end up playing. Where is so, he now? Not I, here. Not, not here. anywhere. Nope. So, but that the, my point is, you can fill in pieces around. They had problems on the offensive line today. They were down to their third tackle. Dietrich Wise is taking advantage of that. Had a great first half. He was all three over sacks Lamar. in the first three half. Sacks. Now they tightened it up in the second. Dietrich Wise didn't do much in the second half, and they they didn't get as much pressure on. Lamar, but my point is when you have a couple foundational tent pole playmakers, mm-hmm. you can fill in a backup tackle here. You can, you know, you can get just enough plays out of developing receivers like Duvernay, who's more of a returner, or Bateman, but who right fast. now is just he is. Duvernay has got some speed. No question. But when you have those foundational all pro pieces, and certainly Lamar is at the center of it. When your quarterback plays at a high level, five touchdowns. Five. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Five touchdowns. Four passing, not even a 200-yard passing day yet, four touchdowns, but another over 100-yard rushing day for him. And most of them came up the gut, Andy. And there were sneaky plays. It just wasn't the big run, the 30-whatever-yard run late in the game. It wasn't just the throws. There's little plays where... Oh, you should have a sack. He's dead to rights. Judon and Uche, Uche meet him in the back. Oh, nope, nope, I'm gone. I'm not taking the sack in this play. Mm-hmm. Live to fight another day. He had one where he rolled out, broke a tackle from somebody, throws it away. Those matter. Those are the negative plays that stunt offense, that set you back, that lead to punts that he avoids. And then when you mix in the, the big play as well, now you have a recipe for him carrying an offense. And as Bill said earlier in the week, can't wait to see that contract. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just retweeted it a few seconds ago at FitzyGFY uh, from Greg Bedard's Twitter account. Uh, the photo was from Adam Richens. Uh, uh, it was a quote tweet off of Bedard's original. Mac Jones carried downstairs to a locker room screaming in pain. I know you said it was a meme, the crying Jordan face. But you can, if you close up on the photo, if you zoom in, you'll see that he is in major pain. As we sit here and dissect and pick over the wreckage, unfortunately, from the Patriots, 37-26 loss at Gillette today in Game 3 of the 2022 season to the Ravens. It was going well till it wasn't, and then it started going bad. But now the insult, the injury-to-insult factor yep. here could be bad because let's just say for you thought high ankle sprain. I'm speculating, that it could, yeah. I'm speculating that it's going to be worse. A high ankle sprain hurts a lot. We've all had a, yes. we've all had a grade 3 a sprain and can take a long time. Can be slow to recover, even for a guy who's not a runner. Right, right, like just to be able or to move around the pocket. Or an elite athlete. Or, Mac Jones is a quarterback. We're not talking about. Right, but he has to be able to protect himself and right. move in the pocket. You can't be out there on one leg. He was trying to hang in there to, to get uh, by another extra half second because they're in desperation mode. He wants to be able to try to pull off what the Jets right. did to the Browns last week. Instead now, we might be without Mac Jones for a while. Oh, I certainly, if you had to make me make a prediction, does he play next week? Oh, it's Hoyer Rogers all day. My prediction is no. I mean, I'm sorry, a guy that can't put any weight on it is screaming in agony as they help him down the stairs to get off the field late in the game. This isn't, how did he describe the back? It was something like, it didn't feel right, so I wanted to get it checked out. They checked it out. You know what I mean? Like, there was kind of a... And we saw the footage. He was walking with one foot that was a little heavier. Something may have been out of alignment. This is, Uh looking at this and then extrapolating a week down the road, it's hard to say, yeah, that guy will be fine and back out there next week. It's hard to say that. So, yes. I know some people were jokingly saying the Zappy era started. You're right. It's probably Brian Hoyer, but mm-hmm. um, it's certainly not what you're looking for at one and two, three games into the season, heading to Green Bay. You haven't, you know, you, you, now you could be one and three heading towards the soft part, which don't look ahead now, isn't as soft as it once was. No, the Lions gave the Vikings a great game, and we know they've been a tough out the first couple of weeks of the season, but you don't know if you're going to have your starting quarterback. Now, there'll be some on the text line probably calling in later to the show, et cetera, et cetera. 
who will probably tell you, like, yeah, well, the way he's been playing so far, I'm not even sure if I'm going to worry about that. You want Mac Jones out there. You need Mac Jones out there. And, Andy, here's a a blossoming concern or a concern in development that I think both of us have. We had it all off season long, not to rain on everyone's parade, but, again, we said time over. Mac Jones has to develop for the positive this year. You can't stunt or hinder Mac Jones's growth. Correct. And for somehow, some way, some reason, so far, I haven't seen – we saw a window of Mac Jones developing today from, I would say, like – through the first quarter into the or up to the end of the third quarter, minus one or two passes, we saw a very good game from Mac Jones. And then he, like the defense and the majority of the team, kind of started to fall apart. He was he's too regre- inconsistent. He's regressing. He was definitely locking I think, on. I think he's, yes. The, yes. The, the Damian Harris throw on the goal line where he hit Patrick Queen in the hands and it could have been a pick six, Oof. 98 yards. Oof. I mean, there were some other plays. And that's my point. Every quarterback makes mistakes. But after you have a three-pick game and you can point to two or three others that were really bad throws, now you're just getting a too high a percentage of bad throws from your quarterback. And what the root of that is, I don't know. Like, that's the, you know, next level psychoanalyzing him, psychoanalyzing the offense. Is he comfortable with the purpose and all, you know, he keeps bringing up the why. As long as I know the why, I'm fine with it. But right now, they're not a good offense. They They had a chance to win today. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're a good offense. Like the fourth and the fourth and two play, where he just went right for it, and it was two yards behind the sticks, and Marlon Humphrey jumps it. And I don't want to hear Devontae Parker was wide open down the field. Marlon Humphrey saw the play and jumped it. He could have covered Parker down the field. He's like, oh, they're going to do this, right? Oh, that's hilarious. I'm going to so go over there. I don't buy this idea that Mac picked the short one, which was a terrible decision over the wide open guy. He was already in the process of throwing to that guy. That's why Marlon Humphrey was jumping it. The second Kendrick Bourne went into motion, everybody in the stadium, let alone yes. on the field, was like, "No, don't throw it there." And somebody and then said, Mac just turned. And there were too many of these behind the sticks throws today. Yes. The, uh, the Stevenson two-point play. The Stevenson two-point play. almost where he turned tried into to, a crazy Stevenson Highlight of the season almost turned into like an absolute NFL film's classic play. Did everything he could. We'll get to Mondre in the thumbs-up, thumbs-down section later here on Six Rings. Almost turned into a Herculean and heroic effort. Well, he made the Herculean effort. Sadly, it was not heroic because he was down, on, down by contact. But too many plays behind the line of scrimmage. And I would like to get to this. You can put in the thumbs-down category, play caller du jour, whoever was calling the majority of the game, if it was Patricia Judge Patricia. at all. Uh, the play calling got in the way today. Okay. The play calling was not good today, Andy. Are you the, are you surprised? No, but it was like... You have a defensive... I'm, I don't know how many times I can beat this damn drum. We're in week three. We got how, well, 14 more of these games. I'll beat it during the bye week for you as well. No, during the they bye have week, a I'm defensive be in a sensory co- deprivation chamber. They have a defensive coordinator calling plays. But he knows Should we football. be surprised? I don't care. I Christian Barmore knows football. Are you going to move him to receiver and then expect him to be good? Well, maybe he won't fumble it's like Aguilar. It's a specialized sport, and we are we can't be surprised that the offense is not fun and cohesive and fluid and just mm. efficient and working. But but it's not Matt Patricia or Joe Judge or Brian Hoyer's or even Mac Jones's fault that Aguilar fumbles. It's not their no. fault that Mac Jones makes the wrong read. Throws off his back foot in the corner of the end zone and throws the pick when uh, there's the corner blitz when it's third and goal. Now, it is it is Matt Patricia's fault when they call boring behind-the-sticks throws on fourth and three, uh, third and goal for a two-point conversion. Yeah, bad. Second and goal, a three-yard up-the-gut play to Damian Harris. The only reason why they're calling that is because they called a behind-the-sticks pass on first and goal from like the fifth. 
I just don't understand it. Can I there's spin no, something? There's no flow. That's what I'm getting. There's I, no flow. Can I, like, a texter right just said something. Like, the Mac injury is the perfect excuse for Bill. This is from the 781 when they win four to six games. I, I, I'm not going down that road, but you know how the Bengals got great? How, uh, how did the Bengals get great? Joe Burrow got hurt. They picked in the top five picks in the draft, and they drafted Jamar Chase. Well, we I don't want to go down that road. I don't want to go down that road yet that the season's over and you might no. as well tank and, and pick in the top five. No. But that happens to teams. Happened to Ben Roethlisberger. He, they, they got hurt. They had a down year, and then they, they picked one of their receivers, I think. Like, oh, no, maybe Troy Palomar. I don't know. They picked somebody great. Like, some of these great teams have one really bad year where they end up picking really high in the draft and they pick a Hall of Fame caliber player. I'm just saying, you know me, I look, to, I look for the silver lining in pretty much everything in life. So oh, I'm looking for the silver lining in this. If there's one person I know who looks for the sun amidst the clouds, who looks for the needle in the haystack, who wants to find the one Mike and Ike in a patch of sour kids. That's me. It's you. Damn right. It is you. Boy, you are Mr. Sunshine. I'm just trying to put a positive spin on a, a day that And so and didn't I think all so of positive. us I think all of us are I was at the stadium for the first half, made my way here to the studio for the second half. I blame me because everything was going well until I got the car and drove here. Apparently I drove off and took all the good mojo with me. While I'm listening to the game on the radio, we get here. It's a tight game. You and I are, you know, jumping. Out. We're clapping at the TV. I'm jumping up and down. I'm getting fired well, up. It was kind of crazy. It this was, was a, a little Patriots, an entertaining Ravens, game. Baltimore, I mean, uh, playoff style game. Yeah. Where, like, there's ups, there's downs. There's momentum one way, momentum the other. There was a flurry of turnovers. How many? There were one, two, three, f- at least four turnovers in, like, the final Lamar seven had, minutes. Yeah, they were, like, the, I think like there that. were four turnovers in the fourth quarter alone. Like, Lamar had one pick, and they had one fumble for the Ravens. Patriots had one fumble and three picks. That's six turnovers. That's a lot of turnovers. Again, I said it at the top of the show. I'm going to say it again. Repeat Uh, yourself. Do it. Do it over and over again. Headline for me, Patriots not good enough to overcome self-inflicted wounds. I agree. And I think that's been the case, unfortunately, for somewhere in the range of eight weeks now. I'm literally starting in camp and, and straight through the preseason and then into the regular season. It's the same sort of story and I will say they're adding plays, which is good. Playmaking mm-hmm. more, even the Aguilar play, yep. great play. Oh, you're great excited. Dart of a not. throw too. Right. They diversified Devontae Parker in his breakout day. His first catch was a crosser, catch and run. Oh, mm-hmm. that's not a fifty-fifty ball. Wow, this guy can do more than just out jump somebody thirty-five yards downfield. Toe tappers on the sideline. He's making some plays. Running game. Ramondre Stevenson. I am growing a. Uh, Greater appreciation for Ramondre Stevenson. And I'm going to make an early, bold prediction for next year. Superstar next year. Alvin Kamara. I'm going to say somewhere in the range of 1,600, 1,500 total yards next year. Whoa. A Wiggy-esque take from one Andy Jumbo. Yes. Okay, I want to make sure I'm clear. Definitely not I don't want to get ripped now when people forget I mean, all people are going to do is key on the running backs now. If it's Hoyer, if it's Zappi. If Bill Belichick has another son, I don't know who could step under center. I don't know. It's... It's bad. I he I don't think Mac is is playing again. We don't know anything other than he was taken to the locker room immediately after the he play. Hopped. He jumped up. We need he to say hopped. Up. There was immediacy to his movement. He did put no pressure on the leg. Pushed himself up up the ground. Hopped over. You could see on the Fox broadcast that he was in pain. There was some a searing pain behind his eyes, and multiple reports say Mac Jones was screaming in pain as he was helped down the stairs. And into the locker room. Obviously, we heard from Coach Bill Belichick a couple minutes ago here on mm. Six Rings. I doubt we're going to be hearing from Mac Jones. Again, two out of three post-game shows here on the Six Rings post-game show on WEEI. 
We don't hear from the quarterback because he's too hurt to go to the podium. And by the way, best indictment case scenario. Of, indictment of the offensive line? Quick take. No, no. no. The offensive okay. line wasn't great today when you combined their, the early uh, sack where they had another communication snafu. I think it might have been Queen, mm-hmm. one of the linebackers. And it's a good ball player. Cole, yeah. Cole Strange and, and Trent Brown weren't on the same page. They just kind of opened up. Queen comes through sack. They had a f- couple p- – Couple penalties, almost swore there mm-hmm. accidentally. Um, David Andrews <laughs> had a sack and penalty, so they weren't great. But I don't blame them necessarily, and certainly not for the injury. But isn't best case scenario right now a sprained ankle? Like best, yes, yes. Best a, high, a high ankle sprain. I mean, I'm just going to say best case is just a regular ankle sprain. Uh, but it looks like a really, case. a really painful regular ankle sprain if it's that. Injury. We're not talking Paul Pierce in Game One of the 2008 NBA Finals, where no. it's like, oh, he's done for the series. Oh, here he comes. That's not happening. But you never know. I mean, we have Justin Herbert playing today. Last week there was a third down play where he just wanted to get rid of the football and didn't even want to get a first down. Right. So and then a play week, later, he threw one of the best yes, passes you'll ever start. see. Uh, but week to week, you know, modern medicine and shots and various things. Whatever's in Christian Fourier's backpack. Yeah, sometimes uh, you can get guys together so they are able to play. But right now, at one and two, coming off a four turnover performance, three oh. interceptions for Mac Jones, and mm. Mac Jones is hurt. Uh, I know you like to say it, but the Andy Hart sound. <laughs> I don't want to go so far as we suck again because I actually thought you were competitive. That was 14-13 at the half. There was a five-play drive where they got 40-some-odd yards. Nick Folk, bang, 50-yarder at the half. 14-13, Ravens up by one. We had a ball game. Then the Patriots do the double score. They get a touchdown coming out of the tunnel. Oh, my God, Andy Hart, is this Patriots football again? They did the double score. Yes. We haven't seen that in a long time. And then the defense decides to (laughs) – where'd the tackling go? Then all of a sudden they can't tackle Justice Hill, who looks like a combination of Priest Holmes and Jamal Lewis over, all over again. Then there's a turnover, and then the Ravens go back and score another time. Now all of a sudden they're up by eight points. Patriots drive. They try to tie the game. They can't because they don't convert the two-point conversion. And then just mistakes. Mistakes. It was. I'm not sure, Andy, if it's too many people all trying to be the person who energizes the team and leads them in a comeback or to victory because we know it's a team effort, not just one person. Uh, There were some great individual efforts today. Um, If it's because they're all thinking too much, again, they are processing and learning a lot of new stuff. It's not a full-blown reboot of the offense, but there have been some schematic adjustments. It's tough to put your finger on the one something that is causing this team to look so disjointed. I know you want to say it's because you don't have you have people that haven't done this job before doing these jobs, these high leverage important some of jobs. Them. And I think you have some talent. For example, the defense as you started to have more and more breakdowns, um Tavai is on the field too often for my liking. I don't think Jelani Tavai is a great football player. No. Your guy Mac Wilson on a long uh cutback from Lamar Jackson Your just guy. getting washed out of the play, which can happen to smaller, quicker, and, dare I say, borderline starting caliber linebackers. The guy's not a surefire NFL starter. That's his reality at four four years into his NFL career. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jabril Peppers missed a tackle down the field on one of those plays. And you're like, well, maybe if Kyle Duggar's out there, maybe he's in one of those spots. Maybe that's not as long a run. So the lack of depth, lack of playmakers that we're talking about on offense, you can say on defense, too. Like, you have some guys on – because you started so – Wise and Judon. Okay, those are guys you can build around. Yeah. Josh Uche, eh, not so much. Uche, Tavai, Wilson. Are those guys really players you can count on? And then or guys, guys that are just playing. 
uh, sorry for stepping on your words there, but then guys you can count on or should be able to count on, like Jonathan Jones. I mistakenly thought it was Jack Jones earlier. Jonathan Jones makes the pick for the Patriots, starts a rally for them. Mm -hmm. Then later on, he gets juked by Duvernay, who picks up another 30 yards on one of those drives, one of those back-breaking drives that then leads Mac to try to take more uh, risky shots downfield that leads to more interceptions, and there we go. All right, we got to take a break. The Six Rings postgame show marches on. It was a game that was within the Patriots' grasp. There was juice. It was exciting. It was fun until it wasn't. Too many self-inflicted wounds, too many mistakes for the Patriots today, and now to add injury to insult, we don't know exactly what happened to Mac, but he left the field writhing in pain. Bad news, Patriots fans. This is the Six Rings postgame show on WEI. Jones, too tall and picked off. Marcus Peters, 32nd career interception for Peters, and Jones is hurt. Injury to insult in this fourth quarter as their quarterback limps off. Worst day, Mac Jones or Bill's offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey? I'm currently watching the video on Twitter at the end of the game where the ball wasn't spotted quickly enough. The Bills, Bills Mafia Twitter has got to be just as bad as Pat's Twitter was on that awful behind-the-sticks fourth-and-two pass in the first half. My, my, my. Andy, have you seen this? I just retweeted it at Fitzy GFY. Ken Dorsey literally stood up, headset off, smashes a mic, throws all of his papers all over the coach's box. Bananas. Just an insane day with so many ups and downs, injuries, tough finishes, tight games. So you didn't fall a further game behind the Bills? Okay, but guess what? You are two games with a loss in pocket to... The AFC East leading Miami Dolphins. Hello and welcome back to the Six Rings postgame show here on WEI. Who are you most frustrated with today following the Patriots' 37-26 defeat to the Baltimore Ravens? A Ravens team that we'll say did not necessarily have their greatest performance, Andy, but certainly were better than you as far as offensive execution, not turning the ball over, and punching it in when it counts. The Ravens are not a great team right now, certainly. No. Like, that's clear. They're good, but they're not great. No, I don't even know who is a great team. Their pass defense is not very good. They lost Justin Houston in the game. Calais mm-hmm. Campbell is gutting it out there. Mm-hmm. And when we talked to Jason LaConfora on the preview Six Rings podcast, he talked about they're having to lean on those old guys who should be right. rotational complementary players to be the guys right now. And the secondary that's so stinks. expensive stinks. Right. I mean, that's they got the a secondary today, that, but. If the Patriots didn't keep shooting themselves in the foot, that's a secondary that was to be taken advantage of. The only but thing they'll be I'll opportunistic. Is I feel a little bit like Lamar is in that world where he was going to beat you. Lamar is going to beat you. That kind of mm-hmm. you get you get you two, I'll get three. Ahead, you get really? four, I'll get five. You get seven, I'll get eight. I just he feels like he the scorched earth thing we've talked about coming out of the contract negotiations. I mean, he had seven touchdowns coming in. He now has twelve in three games. Yeah, someone's going to get paid. That's stupid. That's like yeah. silly season. And it's going to cost Baltimore a ton. 100 and I think yards. If they end up having to over 100 yards again on the ground for Lamar Jackson, if Baltimore ends up having to franchise tag him next year and the year after, those two combined seasons will be $100 million guaranteed. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. I think he'll I mean, be the way okay he's playing, with that as do well. Do you care? No, he should be getting more. Like... <laughs> That's the guy that you're going to build around, especially the way they look right now where they're really having to lean on him. Their one concern is if he keeps rushing for 100 yards a game and having to do everything, 
at some point he probably gets hurt. 617-779-7937 is the number. A million other thoughts we want to share with you, but first let's start getting the vent on. Let's let you guys holler at the Six Rings postgame show and tell us what you thought and what you saw. Rob's in the car. Rob, what's going on, my guy? Hey, Fitzy, great to see you on the sideline today. Enjoyed that. Thank you, buddy. Uh, silver lining of today, absolutely. The uh, silver lining of today, though, is Josh McDaniels is 0-3 in Vegas, so uh, he could be back here sooner than we think. <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. Rob, but, I like it. You piggybacked home, off Rob. me. Thank you. So what happens is they win like four games this year because Max hurt. Yep. They get a stud receiver, a Jamar Chase, a Justin Jefferson type. I'm sure there's one out there. I don't know. I, I don't really know if the receiver or. class is as good next year, but we'll Can find someone. Can you not be a wet blanket for a half a second? Well, Jackson Smith Najigba. There's your wide receiver. Jackson Smith Najigba. That okay rolls you, right off the you tongue. You just made that name. Ohio State. Oh, and, that kid. Yeah, he's great. And they laid the lumber to Wisconsin yes, last night, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Holy macaroni. But you get a playmaker, and then you bring back Josh, who, you know, actually knows how to drop offenses and call plays, at least in but New England. But how come he can't do that? Because he only good... does it in New England, not St. Louis, not Denver, and right. maybe not maybe in not Las Vegas. In, maybe not in Las Vegas Sorry, as well. Josh. You need us. We yeah, need you. I know. Let's marry again and hug. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mark Daniels. Excuse me, not Mark Daniels. He does a fine job for the Providence Journal. No, Mark Davis is going to be on the hook for an awful lot of money if that keeps going south. Raise your hand if you had the Raiders going 0-3. No. Nobody. Absolutely not. And Nobody. Not even looking good. We've talked about the Devontae production, yeah. Hunter Renfro before he got hurt, the lack of production. My guy Josh, I don't, I don't know what you're doing out there, bud, but let's go. Pick it up. I actually watched the Josh McDaniels coaches show on Twitter the other day. You I don't know why. Did? It was very weird. I was sitting to wake. You pick do up one realize of my kids at we live in the age of premium golden streaming television. I could recommend. Well, no, I was sitting in my million- car, and it popped up on my Twitter, and it's like the Josh McDaniels like Andy, ten minutes. Do sit not down. admit that you get distracted on the road, sir. I was parked, Jack Wagon. <laughs> Put that on a T-shirt. We'll sell it for Fourier's fundraiser. I was parked. I'll never Jack see any. <laughs> I know that because I still haven't seen any from Mac to the Future. Uh, did you get your beer? And by the way, Mac to the Future. <laughs> 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 Speaking of which, Jimmy's in Malden. He wants to talk about the Mac Jones injury. What's up, Jimmy? Jimmy, Jimmy. We're going to be up uh, Ship's Creek without a paddle this season. No, that was okay. He said he said ship. Ship. Yep, that's right. He'll, we'll Plus, be, there was a TV show. Yes, exactly, as well. Jimmy, um, were you at the game today, buddy? No, I was watching it at home in my TARDIS. Did you throw anything? No. <laughs> You fell down a hole. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Thanks for much. the call, Jimmy. Hey, wow. Uh, excellent. What do you Great think he fell in? Nuance and layers galore. Who Jimmy still has wells you can actually fall in? Around. Well, he's in Malden. He could go to Dom's and go get some steak tips. So, you know, at least he's How got did that he involved falling in. I, I don't know. I would like to fall into a thing of steak tips <laughs> right now. I need. I want to eat my feelings right now. Uh, we got, let's see, real quick, Andy. Uh, Mike is in Connecticut. Mike, what's going on, my guy? Welcome to Six Rings. Hey, great show. How are you guys doing? Super. <laughs> Top of the world, kid. Okay, lifelong Patriots fan. I'm 58 years old. I love Bill Belichick, the coach. But I got to say, in my opinion, Bill Belichick, the GM, is falling short. Um, I think he has players that are coached well. They just don't have the ability and I think because they're lesser players, they're making mental and physical mistakes. Um, I'm not a Mac fan. I think we got to rock the boat. 
Rock the boat as All right, in. Mike, th- Mike, thank you so much. Uh, safe travels wherever you're headed to. Um, Andy, I want to get into that in the second hour of the show here. Uh, before the injury, and obviously you don't want to say something bad. You know, our parents tried to teach us, if you don't have anything nice to say, try not to say something at all. Oh, I didn't and learn that lesson very well. Apparently you weren't parented or raised very well, but that doesn't <laughs> Do come Do not blame my mother. This I'm- is nature, not nurture. You could use some nurturing because your nature is very nasty or naughty at times, if I might say. But Mac Jones, before the injury, you don't want to, you know, kick someone who's down or who might be out for a while. But are you concerned with what you saw from Mac Jones? Listeners, viewers, Pats fans, are you concerned with what you saw from Mac Jones today before the injury? And are you mad at the offseason and or the moves made by Bill Belichick? I personally am not, but you might feel different. I know Andy has his particular feelings as well. Oh, happy day. Why? Fitzy and Hart sitting around taking calls from angry Pats fans in traffic after the Patriots had a game in their grasp and it didn't just slip away. Um, They threw it away and now adding injury to insult. We are awaiting word to hear what happened to Mac Jones. I don't know if we're going to get any any, uh, injury update today, Andy, if it'll happen tonight. It'll be on the Greg Hill Show tomorrow morning here on WEEI. That's right, when you'll get a very chipper and perky Bill Belichick likely joining the show in the 6 o'clock hour, maybe 6.30 spot tomorrow. That is going to be a rough one. Patriots, of course, lose to the Ravens 37-26. Andy, uh, you do the thumbs-up and thumbs-down column for the weei.com. Very unique, Brad very creative. Loves. You can't get it anywhere else. I, honestly, you couldn't. I don't know where you Some other up people should name. start doing some of these things. Tremendous name, Andy. Tremendous. <laughs> Love it. Uh, who would you put thumbs up today? Devontae Parker. I think you have to start there. Yep. I think he borderline had a close to perfect game. It was mm-hmm. Mac Jones that kept him from basically being over 200 yards receiving, being in the end zone, things of that nature. Yep. But that was really good to see. And as I mentioned earlier, good to see him diversify his game, running different routes. Now, mm-hmm. one, he ran across the field, and Mac tried to throw it to him, and it was a pick. And that, But that's Mac's fault. It's not Parker's fault. The catch and run early, the toe tapper. Like, he he had a really nice game. I think this is probably what the Patriots were envisioning when they traded for him, to put him atop the depth chart. Everybody's been screaming, why, why is he your number one? Heck, I asked, why is Xavier Howard treating him like a number one, right? Mm-hmm. Today's performance is the reason why maybe other teams would say, yeah, he's their number one receiver. I think they got the most out of Devontae Parker since the famous Devontae Parker game where he ate Steph Gilmore's lunch in the 27-24 lost to the Dolphins at the end of the 2019 season that set the Patriots back from getting a home bye, and then, of course, we knew what happened the next Yeah, he was knocking on the, the door, year. according to the broadcast, of a career high. I don't think he got Just there. Just a couple of yards short. But um, really good performance, something you can build on, who, quite honestly, whoever's throwing the football yep. moving forward for the short term, for the long term, can build on that. Devontae Parker. Give me a couple others. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. I Andre. thought he ran the ball really well. Uh, got a couple, actually, early on. First two carries, I believe, he had went for eight yards and ten yards, and then they went, boom, play action, Parker. And you're like, hey, this is how offense works. Chunk yeah. run, chunk run, pull it out of his belly, throw it down the field, play action. That's how it's supposed to look. But I think Ramondre Stevenson, I said it earlier, I think he has some playmaking ability. I'm not advocating for Damian Harris to not play because I think Damian Harris is good. But every time Damian Harris is on the field – Ramondre Stevenson most often is not. And I think Ramondre Stevenson has more upside. But for this year, the way you're built, I think you have to share the load between those two. But Ramondre Stevenson, nice day. Dietrich Wise, obviously, three sacks in the first half. I think four tackles for a loss. He was everywhere. 
you know, they were uh, commenting about how he's playing such a high percentage of snaps, but still active. And Bill Belichick praises his conditioning. That Maybe there is a reason why they actually signed him. And people thought, hmm, is he going to be the answer opposite Judon as, oh, as a pass rusher? Somebody texted me because, you know, I joke about year two jumps and then other people saying like, oh, the guy's going to get better this year. And you're like, how long has he been in the league? Somebody texted me. Looks like Dietrich Wise got the year six jump under his belt. The so, old year six uh, jump. I'll take Classic it. Classic in the Belichick. They need team. it, and it's what we've talked about. The front mm-hmm. has a chance to be really good. And if you add Wise and Judon, get more out of Barmore, like now you're getting more and more bodies up front. But Dietrich Wise, really nice day. Do you think that maybe the defensive front started having some issues? Well, first, Baltimore's play calling to start the game, a little pedestrian three and out to start the game. Then they got clever. Then the misdirections began. Then the RPOs. Then uh, some of those plays were like they would uh, th- they would send a running back in motion across the line, and then uh, Lamar would like oh, flick the little it to the inside, back. Like those the little Andy inside Reed. class. Yeah, the, the Andy Reid play, if you will. Yeah. Travis Kelsey. Much more clever on that second drive and then throughout the game. I feel like maybe the defensive line, and I know he returned, but Larry Guy got hurt for a little while, yep. went out, and then I feel like they started attacking the line. That's when Justice Hill and then Lamar went crazy running up the gut, said the linebackers got pushed around. They had a little bit of a tough day today. They did, and Baltimore certainly got its footing in the second half. I actually need to go back and watch because I thought Wise didn't play as much in the second half. And no, I don't and I wonder why. why. And I your boy Tavai, speaking of thumbs downs. Well, well he's not – enough to give a thumbs down today but he's on the field too much and i treat him like i treat matt patricia i don't blame matt Unwell. patricia no i don't blame matt patricia for not being able to call offensive plays it shouldn't be his job i don't blame tavai for not being good enough i don't think he's good enough bill chooses to put him out there in roles that i don't think he's capable of filling now on the negative side thumbs down i'm gonna start with mac jones and he was on your thumbs-up list for the first three quarters. till the bottom fell out, and he actually Ooh. first earned his way onto my thumbs-down list for the effing flop the second straight week in the row on the sideline where he took a dive oh, and was, tried to grab. That was La Liga-worthy. And he did it last week in the middle of the field, flopped when no one touched him, basically. It's really starting to crawl up my bunghole quite a bit, and I am not happy with it. Like, I know he's trying to steal 15 yards, but... I don't know. Isn't this New England where you're built on, like, toughness? And, like, that's that's yeah. not what I'm looking for. You're right. That is soccer NBA crap oh, right there on a football. I, Marcus Smart laughed when he saw if that. If somebody hits you, I'm okay selling. He's doing it when no one's, like, even hitting him. They're letting him go, and he's, like, taking a dive like he's a stuntman. And then, oh, by the way, the three interceptions could have been four or five interceptions. Missed Parker for some plays. Mac Jones two weeks in a row, not playing very well. Back to the phones we go. Uh, Stephen Fall River, what do you got? I'm online and I'm trying to buy something from your sponsor, the Six uh, Rings uh, Company, and I can't find them. Feldman Geospatial, Zooty, Shaw's. We got so many sponsors. What's what sponsor are you referring to? Six Six Flags, and then the new sponsor for the show. No, uh, we're no, Six this, Rings. It's the Six Rings show, sir. Six Rings. Okay, Six Rings. That's okay. just the name six of it. Rings. See, the Patriots but have every time six you call, rings. it's an amusement park of joy and Patriots talk, Steve. So six Flags. No, is, no, no, I want to get off of it. I know. We all know what it is. It's a mind game. Mind bleep. Mind begins with an S, ends with a K. <laughs> is what it is. All right. So what, what's your what? outlook it's after not today? Gonna work. Yep. It's right. not going to work. What's uh, not going to work? Jonathan, you, this system that the Crafts have put in place, the Tom Brady era, is a complete waste. Matt Why? Jones might be, might be as good as <clears throat> the guy from Miami. 
Not okay. sure. The guy that Wiggy, the guy that Wiggy said Chad he Pennington. had feelings for. Yeah, he might be. Might, and I like okay. Chad Pennington. Chad and Chad Pennington, Pennington was a, was a good quarterback. Unfortunately, he had multiple shoulder that's injuries right. that sucked the life out of he his did. ability to throw the ball. But that's what a good quarterback is. That's the reality after a Hall of Fame quarterback. He might repeat, might be. Okay. What might be your might point be. to this call? The rest of the team is garbage. You're okay. spending you're spending all this money at receiver and you don't have any, you really don't have anything to show for it. This 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 kid uh, your number one pick there at safety, I called him a poor man's Bob Sanders. He is Bob Sanders now. He's brittle. He's gonna get continually get hurt. The book is out. Kyle Duggar? He's in his third season. And this is like Kyle the first Duggar. time he's been hurt. Yeah, All, right. All right. Thanks for the call, okay, Steve. Steve. Uh, Steve, I appreciate the call okay. very much, but so, we can't. It's not the Steve, It's not Steve's postgame show or Steve's Steve from Fall River's podcast within the Six Rings postgame show. Get correct. to your point. We'll try to engage. Say thanks very much for calling and wish you a good day. Gary from Stoneham, I know you can do better. I'm going to give you a chance, my guy. What do we got? Gary. Hi, guys. How are you, pal? Guys, can you hit can you hear me? I yes. sure can, Gary. Can you hear us? What's going on? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm just driving. I'm sorry. Uh, my big thing today was, you know, the fourth and two, terrible play calling. Yep. Um, I don't know what you're doing with that one. And, you know, and then, I, then the Matt Jones interception, which I know he got hurt on that play, but you got to throw that away. I mean, you had some really great opportunities in that second half to keep the game close and you kept it going. And then you throw that pick in the end zone. I don't know. I've been thinking over 20 years. Not sure who's doing play calling. It's not Tom Brady back there. I get it. But, you you know, Matt Jones, you guys just said it. He had a terrible second half. But he's not the reason why they're losing. He, you know, maybe he crumbled a little bit. But you've got to find someone that can make the right play calls when he was on fire for a while. That's all i got to say. Appreciate the call, Gary. Safe travels. Appreciate you listening to the show as well. Yeah, I mean, Andy, look, it's not going to get us anywhere to to play the whole, like, well, when you point a finger or blame, there's several fingers pointing back at you. And you, you and I had absolutely nothing to do with this game today, aside from just commenting on it, watching it, and getting frustrated yes. by it. However, I mean, is it going to make anyone feel better to find the one scapegoat for today? Is it going to make anyone feel better to say, like, you're the reason why we lost, or you're the reason why we lost? I think this was a chorus of people involved in the Patriots finding a way to wriggle out from under a warm, comforting victory and find their way into the wet blanket of defeat once again. Well, we also need to stop, stop, stop. And I know I'm as guilty of it as anybody, but like Brady and old Patriots, like just compare yourself to the 2022 National Football League, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's hard to win. It's easy to lose. Mm -hmm. Somebody brought up Josh McDaniels, easy to lose. Or Nathaniel Hackett, finding ways to lose. Like, you can find ways to lose pretty easily, and then people will mock you for it, and your team will have to hire coaches and advisors to figure out what the hell you're doing. Like, but right now, the Patriots were in a good game with a good team at home. Mm-hmm. They made too many mistakes. They choked away the game. Like, I don't think they necessarily— Facts only department You said they kind of gave it away. I don't know that they ever had, like— Full security, like the ball was never tucked and they were running with it. But they uh, had actually, caught it and they were Aguilar to was tucked and running yeah, with it, but trailing he didn't at that point. I know, but they were going to get back into it, or maybe he would have potentially. I don't set assume them. they're All not right. good enough to assume. 
Okay, put it this way. Yes, they didn't have the game. They weren't running away with the game. It was not a foregone conclusion that the Patriots are going to win this game. But like I said at the start of the show, at 4 o'clock when we went live, this was kind of turning into a classic Ravens-Patriots slugfest. And for some reason, the Patriots decided either to drop their guard or start punching themselves. That's not how you want to fight. Or just couldn't keep up. They're not good enough to keep up. And that, I guess, is maybe a bigger picture thing. But through three weeks, you have one win. You have a game today that was winnable. You kicked it away at the very least. You made mistakes that certainly made their job of securing the victory easier. And then you have whatever you think that week one game was where Bill Belichick said, well, we were two two plays away, right? That's It's not that far off. You're not abysmal. Your record may end up being abysmal, but I don't know that you're an abysmal team right now that's incapable of winning. You're competitive. If you make mistakes, guess what you're going to do? Lose. If you minimize your mistakes and make a couple plays, you know what you'll do? Win. I'm oversimplifying it, but... No, but at the same time, that's how this needs to be explained right now. The oversimplification as to the complexities of this Patriots defeat and the problems that they have endured thus far this season and likely are to run into again. I'm watching Green Bay take Tampa to the early uh, woodshed right now. It's 14-3. to If Green Bay catches fire and the Patriots go marching in there next week with a defense that's down on morale because they gave up too many points and too many yards late and Brian Hoyer... Andy Hart sound. Also, uh, buy stock in Microsoft Surface tablets because Tom Brady's going to be smashing <laughs> them left and right. Oh, by the Do way, they ever score touchdowns? Like he's, they don't score touchdowns. Nope. They're counting on the defense. They have to no score receivers. Touchdowns. I but thought I Tom made everybody funny. better. Sulky McSulk. Sulky. All right, no, uh, we're but not what going the Patriots down that are road. right now. I love yes. uh, the term I use is fray. You know how you say you're above the fray. They Patriots are not are above fr- the fray. No. They're in the fray. Like you got to claw. Well, that's to get the gray ahead. Sure, you want to go gray. Mm-hmm. Instead of the black or the white, but I say the fray. They're in like some quicksand, and they used to be able to swim their way out. Mm-mm. Right now, they're like, eh, I need a straw to get oxygen yeah, out there, of there. There's no one who's good enough to pull them out of that quicksand or out of the gray and above the fray. And I we apologize. should reiterate, the Mac Jones injury is the biggest takeaway key from this game. Because mm-hmm. if Mac misses significant time, all the other minutiae that we're detailing really is less significant. Patriots wide receiver Nelson Aguilar discussing today's defeat at the hands of the Ravens at Gillette Stadium and, of course, the pivotal fumble in the fourth quarter. He had just made a big reception and was running. Ravens rookie safety Kyle Hamilton, who had yet to distinguish himself early in the season, makes a great play punching the ball out from behind. Marcus Peters recovers inbounds a few yards later, and essentially that was the ball game. More self-inflicted wounds and a Mac Jones injury later. It's 37-26. to 26. This is the Six Rings postgame show. Nick Fitzy Stevens, Andy Jumbo Hart with you. And reiterating again, 
from Ian Rappaport tweeted out just a few minutes ago at Rap Sheet. Hashtag Patriots QB Mac Jones has x-rays on his ankle following the game, and they were negative. Source said his ankle will continue to be evaluated. So thus far, Andy, we have been led to believe that there is no break or fracture. Yes. In Mac Jones's ankle, which was the spot that we were looking at after he got rolled up on in the final couple of minutes. That's a good immediate sign, but that does not mean he is out of the injured or missed multiple games woods yet. No, and sometimes they say actually a bad high ankle sprain can be worse than a break. It oh, can take yes. longer to recover from. But Trey Lance broke his ankle last week. He's Dunsky for the year. So. Yes, but that was a serious. I mean, there's different types of breaks in the ankle area. Can you have an bones. unserious ankle break? You can? Minor. All right. Well, I mean, you come back quicker. Okay. Either way, Max mm-hmm. hurt. Yes. We can agree on that? Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm no doctor, nor have I played one on television, but I'm pretty sure it's not looking good for Mac Jones to play next week. But I will also say early in the year, this is now, you mentioned it, Trey mm-hmm. Lance, gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Herbert has needed a, you know, uh, a shot in his ribs to get back out on the field today. Tua probably should not have been put back out on the field. No, he should was not. put back out on the field. Like So we're seeing some injuries to Frant and Mac Jones, obviously, now. Some injuries to franchise quarterbacks or supposed young franchise quarterbacks. Jacksonville taking it to the Chargers 16-7. to How about them Jags? 16-7. to Hey, it's a good taking start for an upstart young squad that people were crapping on last year with a second-year quarterback who looks to be trending in the right direction. And who predicted that? Uh, most people who thought that bringing in a quarterbacks coach who's actually a head coach and former offensive coordinator who knows how to guide um, and help the progress and growth of a second-year quarterback. Instead of a grinding creep that you had as a former All head coach. All right, here we no, go. But like, I don't my know, point why, is why sometimes, is be a creep? sometimes the obvious is obvious for a reason, and it's right. The obvious in Jacksonville was the offense should get better, the young quarterback should get better. You gave Hiring Urban Meyer was so. a giant disaster. Right, and then here – Oh, wait, you're giving a special teams coach and a defensive coach to your quarterback, but he's happy with the open conversation, and he was, boy, gosh, excited to teach Joe Judge his job. That's not going to fail, is it? The wheels won't fall off that wagon. Back to the phones we go. Sam is calling from fabulous Portland, Maine. Sam, they don't make beers strong enough up in Portland for me right now. How are you? I'm good. How are you, boy? Hey, we're hanging in there, big guy. What do you got? You know, I thought the key to the game today was not not the individual mishaps of our players, but more the the mistakes overall. Like besides the one play mistakes, I thought we showed we had a great performance out there today. There was a lot of heart. There was definite juice. There was definite excitement in the game, Sam. At the end of the third quarter, it was still a game. Heck, it was only a one pointer come halftime. But the Patriots started making. Many more mistakes, not just a few, even one or some. Many more mistakes than the Ravens did down the stretch. That's because you've got a veteran team with a quarterback in his fifth year now, Andy, correct? Yeah. Yeah, in his fifth year uh, with uh, solid play calling, and you've got a great head coach of the Patriots, but the mistakes compounded, Sam, for the Patriots, and that's mm-hmm. why the outcome was what it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, boys, but if let's just say we take away those uh, interceptions, that fumble, I think we put on a great performance there. If Bill can find a way to eliminate these, I think we could be a good team. Yes. There's some building blocks for sure, Sam. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Sam. Appreciate now, it, Now, I would be um, – It's not all negative, Andy, and we haven't been all negative. But every team in the NFL, if you take away all their bad plays, would be good. Right. And if you took away my slow metabolism and my pension for drinking beer too right. late at night, I'd probably be – Ripped and fit and lived forever. If you took away gravity and my bad genes, I'd be 6'6". <laughs> <six. laughs> 
like we we can't eliminate all the bad plays. Now the uh, I'll flip we want it, to. Though. That's the goal. There were little flashes of well, not even little like Devonte Parker, but Kendrick Bourne made play. Ramondre Stevenson made play. Nelson Flourishes. Aguilar made a play and then didn't make a play. Mm. Mac Jones made high and tight. Plays. Aguilar high and tight. As you joked, I had Mac Jones trending toward the thumbs up portion of my list. Unfortunately, he ended the day on the thumbs down portion of the list. So yes, if you can. Maximize the good plays and eliminate maximize? the bad. Maximize? Actually, more like uh, Brian Hoyer them out. <laughs> uh, speaking of, unfortunately, Mac Jones making the thumbs down list today on Andy Hart's WEI.com piece. Tony is in Hingham with a comp no one's going to want to hear in Pat's Nation. Hey, Tony. Hey, how you doing? How are you, pal? You on your Take ride back my... from the stadium? I am. Section 112. Take away the interceptions, holding my wife. I'll be a happy guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right here. That makes it even better. (laughs) The guy before. (laughs) Tony with the call of the year, and it's only week three. Oh, Oh, Mrs. Tony. Oh, thank you for being so good. Brady had two years, uh, fifty million. That's all you had to do. Now we're stuck with Tony Eason, devil. <laughs> Tony Eason's Tony Eason two point Oh, oh my gosh! I don't. Th- I think he's going to be better than Tony Eason. But Tony from Hingham on his way back, section one twelve. Thank you so much for the call and the laugh. And buddy. Mrs. I Tony, it. Mrs. Tony. At least you can uh, laugh. You have that, Mrs. Tony. Uh, at least. I'm right here. <laughs> what was it? Take away the penalties, the interceptions of my, my wife, and I'll be a happy man. <laughs> I'm right he here. De- he even delivered it with like a little like Rodney Dangerfield. Oh. Take away my wife, and I'll be a happy man. Oh, holy smokes, that was good. I'm right here. That was tremendous. <laughs> call of the day. We need a sponsor Plus she for goes call to of the day. Sales, get on that. That was the call. David's of the day. in the car. David, what do you got, my man? Welcome to Six Rings. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. So. Well, I believe everybody's so stuck on wanting to point the finger at Mac Jones in the offensive line, which I'm not taking blame away from them, okay? I'm not taking blame away from Mac. Could have had a better game. But the issue that the Patriots have right now is defense. The fact that you could not you didn't stop Miami, you barely stopped um, Pittsburgh, and you can't stop the Ravens, you have an issue. You have a defensive issue, and your issue starts with your defensive coordinators, one of them being Steven Belichick. Wait a minute. This I thought that you didn't think the defense played relatively well the first two weeks? No, no. How? They, they should have played a lot better. They had, they had to play a lot better. You know, well, they won in Pittsburgh. They didn't let them allow, give up any big plays, and they hit, held their star running back to less than 50 there. yards. And then in Miami, okay, so they did not allow Tyreek yeah. Hill to hit a big play. They kept him in okay. check. They gave up one big play on poor tackling to Waddle. That's one play. What about today? What, what, what but did you watch today? last week's game against the Ravens when Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill almost single-handedly or double-handedly beat the Ravens? My point is they've held playmakers in check through the first two weeks. Today, not so much. But Lamar Jackson not, kicked their ass. And this was important. A game at home, this is where your defense needs to step up and, and protect the game score. So you think this, this loss was on the defense? It had nothing to do with the four turnovers? I would say 60% of it was on the defense. Okay. I mean, you could be right. Uh, they they were not good, and I Thank do Thank you for believe, the call, David. Appreciate it. I said earlier, I think Lamar was in one-upmanship reigns. Well, that's like, his whatever whole you season. Did, He's a he man on a mission. You. He was going to beat you. If Mac leads a comeback, it wouldn't stun me if Lamar then leads a comeback, right? to take like I think they. So let's say end, he gets that touchdown. Let's say Aguilar holds the ball. 
All right, all right. I'm right here. <laughs> so let's say Aguilar holds the ball, right? The Patriots guy came out drive. of nowhere. It, uh, he did. Again, but yeah, like the that's ball. called like, football. I know. It's a great point. When you're I running down the field. To, I, I, I gave props to Kyle Hamilton, the rookie safety, drafted 14th overall, I believe, by the Ravens. I gave him his props. That was a great play. But Aguilar also can't have the ball away from his body. He's got to – I know receivers That's why usually, the part of nowhere part, like, bothers me. Right. Like, if you secure – Bill has talked in the past – Hold tight. Let's just say they score in that drive. Hold on. I was trying to make a grander point. They score on that drive. It doesn't when you when you call me Wordy McWorderson. The show is not about us, even though it is. And interrupt interrupterson just needs to give me a second. Okay, so go. they score. There's let's say two minutes thirteen seconds left. Patriots go up by three or by two. You don't think Lamar Jackson's going to drive the field because this is his season and he wants to be paid sixty million a year? Would that the situation? They would have been up by two. Well, no. I at the time I think they were up five or four. The Ravens were, I believe so. Because not only Lamar Jackson, you also have this thing called. Justin Tucker, mm-hmm. who's part of the equation. Yes. So Matt uh, Lamar but doesn't they go up, of have course. I, I buy into that. And yes, now back to the Aguilar play again. Great play by Hamilton. Aguilar needs to hold the ball. Yes. Tight to the body. Eric in Manchester. Welcome to Six Rings, my friend. Hey guys, how are you? Uh, you know we've been better, but you know we're we're getting through it together, my guy. Yep, I hear you. Uh, my point is, I think that Bill recognizes that Mac is a stopgap, and um, he's a great quarterback for now, but he's not the future. And if he was the future, he would have done more this offseason because the easiest time to win a Super Bowl is on a rookie contract. Okay, but he's going to be on his rookie contract next year as well, and they will have cap space and opportunities. Like this year, they didn't have yeah, a lot of cap space. No, but this year, it's not like they were flush with cash this year. Sure, sure. I understand compared to last year and, of course, this upcoming season, but there's always ways to manipulate the cap space. Correct. Cap is correct. Like, you know, when you're, when you're confident about your quarterback, like I'm assuming the Chargers were, where they go and they sign J.C. Jackson to this huge deal and they go out and they make this trade for Khalil Mack, like I, I feel like there's not as much confidence with Mack of being the absolute guy that's going to not only bring you to the bowl, but also carry you across that threshold into that championship with that uh, confetti raining down on you. Sure. I mean, with the with the Chargers comparison, Justin Herbert's in year three, so the clock is ticking on them to win under his rookie deal. Thank you for the call, Eric. Appreciate it. After year three, you start thinking long-term contract extension for Justin Herbert. That will cost $300 million mm-hmm. or something in that range. And, Pretty much worth it, if you ask me. Uh, he could be, and the next time he makes the playoffs will be the first. Okay, but he's only been under center for two years. This is his third year. Max only Mac- been under this- center for one, and he went right. to the playoffs. How you like them apples? What is it that's preventing people from fully? Im- I, what are you? Not, you're you're acting out a sequence from Goodwill Hunting that no one can see because it's the radio dip. We're not on Twitch. No, we're not we on Twitch. Be. No, Actually, we, we, no one needs to no see one this. Needs to see no this. one needs to see this. I'd have to put uh, pants on. No, no one needs to see this. It, they're they're just fine hearing it, and we appreciate. How do you like them apples? <laughs> Wow, you had that one ready on the go. Good job, producer. Nick LaPan. What is the one thing that is preventing people from fully embracing Mac Jones? Or what's making everyone criticize him so much right now, Andy? Because last year, we could not love us Mac Jones enough. I'm going to guess the record or just the fact that they're losing more than they're winning well, early on the season as it may be. You, I'm going to ask a serious question. This okay. may sound cynical and snarky. Well, okay, so you're speaking. What should I like about Mac Jones right now? 
We'll get to that on the other side after we have this commercial break. Our final segment of the Six Rings postgame show coming out. I have many things I would like about Mac Jones, and I also have many calls I would like to get through before we wrap it up. Final segment of today's Six Rings postgame show following the Patriots' defeat at the hands of the Baltimore Ravens and kind of themselves, but it's the Ravens who get the dub and the Pats that get the L. One and two on the season. 37-26, your final score. Andy, I teased me having to answer your question what is there to like about Mac Jones right now? Right now, after three weeks of action, what do you like? I think he throws a nice pass. To I think who? He th- throws a good intermediate pass. To which pass. colored team? I think he's. I think he's. I don't know. What he's are, got what five. Do like, what picks. do I like about Mac Jones? He's got a strip sack that cost you a game. He's got uh, two two injuries. He's had to go to the X ray room twice in three twice. weeks. So it's not like he avoids hits. He's durable. Nope. He's always out there. You can always rely on him. So I just. And, and this isn't meant to be pot shots at Mac. No. It's just somebody's talking about, like, you know, we're negative about it, or what should you be excited about right now based on what you've seen over the last eight weeks? What do I have seen? Oh, from training camp you, into the preseason. The only way pre-season. you can be excited is last year. Like, okay, I like I was that just going to say, you know what I am? That. I'm excited about la- I'm excited about what I saw last year, but I haven't seen much of what I saw last year this year. And? One of those touchdowns, he's got two touchdown passes on the season – one of them was a 50-50 ball. Yeah. And the and other one was a throw to in the flat to Ty Montgomery, who had to roll into the end zone because the pass was a little wide. So five interceptions. Not all of them were 50-50 balls. In, in fact, many of eight, them were very nice passes right to back, the defense. Uh, a sore ankle, to say the least. Again, and, uh, the update is, for, according to Rap Sheet, it is not a broken ankle. X-rays were negative on the ankle. Uh, it'll be continue. They'll continue to monitor and evaluate it, but... And he, unlike Lamar Jackson, lacks the visible, tangible assets that people can lust about, right? Can really enjoy. Because even, I don't know who the guy is that did play-by-play today with Daryl Moose Johnston Mm -hmm. on the broadcast for Fox. But they were talking about their production meeting where Max said, if I know the whys, if I know the reasoning, because my strength is my brain. My smarts is my strength. Right. We can't see his strength because it's not feet, it's not arm it's not size it's not laser shows with mm-hmm. his throws so and and i would also question some of his uh mind work over the first three weeks whether it be in terms of communication with his line is that his issue or does that come stem from the fact that his offensive line coach is doubling as offensive coordinator Fair. and as Fair. offensive coordinator it's his first season how about some of the decisions on some of his throws that are mine. A tad suspect. Okay. He's so, forcing the issue. But, again, maybe we shouldn't blame him because he's forced into some scenarios because people aren't getting open or the play is breaking down or his offensive line okay, what about the inaccurate throws then? Okay, some of those are on him. Okay, that's my point. He hasn't played well, and he's really given you nothing through three weeks of regular season action and a month and a half of preseason to get excited about. If you're going to get excited, it's about the past, a year ago, and what you think he will be, can be someday, new talent around him, new coaching around him in the future. All right, uh, from a piece posted just about an hour ago to WEEI.com by Alex Reamer. Uh Headline title, Fox analyst Daryl Johnston identified exactly where the Patriots are now as a team, and I think this is pretty succinct. We've been sort of uh, hinting at this, if you, you will. you say Frey? Yelling about it, uh, arguing, taking calls to the tune thereof. Quote, said uh, the the legend of Moose, if you will, Daryl Johnston, your I have his jersey. color analyst. No, you do? I have a white number 48 Daryl Moose Johnson. Of course you do. Hey, that guy's under five feet tall. Like, he was, he's a fullback. He's, 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 he I know Emmett. you love fullbacks. I know. Emmett. He didn't. All right, quote, 
they're just not at that point right now where they can have so many mistakes here, said Johnston. Quote, through three quarters, they were very, very competitive, very, very good, well-coached, detail-oriented. Coach Belichick has got to be very disappointed with how his team performed here in the fourth quarter. It was very unpatriot-like, the amount of turnovers with the effort, the position they were in coming into the fourth quarter, end quote. Uh, I think that is a succinct summary of what happened in today's game. Now, I ask you and I ask the callers and everyone listening right now, everyone driving at home, everyone still sitting in the parking lots, tuned into the Six Rings postgame show. Is that lack of an ability to close? Is that inability to get the job done in the fourth? Is that unpatriot-like behavior due to having players that aren't good enough, players that just aren't getting the job done, don't get the system, or the coaching? Or maybe a symphony or melange they're in. I don't know. What do you I think? I don't know what a melange is, but it's I'm going to say it's a melange. Uh, yes. Mix yes. up. Mash up. Yes. Blend. I, I think it's a blend of all that. You you have some players that are being asked to do more than they should probably be asked to do. Right? Nelson Aguilar is not Gronk or Edelman. Right? You go to Gronk and Edelman when the game's on the line. Year after year. Super Bowl after Super Bowl. AFC title game. No go-to guy right now. Now you're say. going to guys in those situations who aren't greatness, aren't used to coming through in those situations, and that's hard to do. Mm. And I don't totally discount the scheme and trying to make things easy and the philosophy shift where 50-50 balls are now like we like those. I firmly believe Josh McDaniels liked to get receivers open so that they were easy catches, pitch and catch. Andy, I would also like to highlight, uh, as much as we gave props to Aguilar for the touchdown catch last week, Six targets, six catches, over 100 yards. Two weeks in a row, Mac Jones has had a 100-yard receiver, so there's a positive. At the same time... We did hit seven foul balls today, Coach. uh, Three games on the season. How many fumbles does Aguilar have in the fourth quarter? Two. That's bad. Yeah. So, again, trying too hard, probably. Nelson Aguilar. If you're asking him to be your go-to game changer, that's on you, not on him. You want him to be your three? Okay. Like, in in Las Vegas, even before they had Devontae Adams... Mm -hmm. He's playing with Waller, who is an elite pass catcher, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Correct. Okay. Hunter Renfro was developing into a 100-catch receiver, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So he was the three there. And now you bring him here and you pay him like a one. Maybe you ask him to be a one, make plays like a one would with the game on the line. Is that on him or is that on you? I think that's... Unlike Aguilar. Oh, See, and that's not a cheap that shot. Drop. That's a cheap but, shot. And his mishaps. I like to put that out there. Mishaps. Uh, well, he's had the mishaps. Season. They've had a lot of mishaps. Too many turnovers. Games. You can't beat yourself. Other teams want to defeat you. You don't need to also help the other team by beating yourselves as well, Patriots. That's the moral, and that's the bottom line. Jay, in the lovely town of Marion, wants to chime in here on Six Rings. Hello, Jay. Hey, guys. Uh, so a couple things. First off, Tony from Section 112 and his wife still have me chuckling on a <laughs> kind of a depressing day. Like, that was that was a good call. I hope uh, Greg uses that tomorrow morning, too. As far as, uh, you know, Mac and what to like, I think this goes back to last year. He's mature. He is a heady guy. His will. He says the right things. He has that will to win. It got the better of him today. That was a really ugly interception in the back of the end zone. It was very yeah. rookie-like. Just throw it away and go. You know, and I, I think that you're just – he the game – caught up to him and then passed him by like Patriots had it under control at the half. They looked like the team that was playing better and it just, they couldn't keep up and it all fell apart and just got uglier and uglier when they tried to, but you know, as far as moving ahead though, and the reason I called is just like, you know, I heard this before the season began, though the best case scenario for the Patriots was we're slightly above mediocre. And the worst case scenario was we're slightly below mediocre. Like we're an average team. 
and getting maybe stuck being an average team isn't always the best thing. And we're going to have a lot more, you know, money, the salary cap and whatnot going into next season. You know, so what is it that the Patriots really need? Is it, is it going to be, you know, like if Mac, is this the silver lining? You know, Mac is hurt. You see if you got anything in zap, we'll see what you got. Worst thing that can happen here is you only end up winning five or six games now instead of nine or 10, uh, you know, or 11 best case or something. Right. And you end up with a top 10 draft pick and you put all, all your chips on the table to try to go out and get Sean Payton, get a real offensive coordinator, go out and let, uh, you know, maybe him sit at the table with Belichick to try to draft the number one receiver, which is the one thing that Bell, uh, Bill has never been able to do. You know, I just wanted to get your take on is that is that overlooking the silver lining? And, you know, aren't we just a mediocre team anyway? And We really need something to uh, to go to the next level. Appreciate the call and the questions, Jay. Thanks very much. I don't think you're going to be able to get Sean Payton to come no. in and be an offensive coordinator. I thought maybe when he said that, he was going to say get Sean Payton to come in here and head coach. That Place guy's Bill. next move will be to be a head coach again in the NFL after taking the mandatory year off because of his contractual obligation to the Saints. Well, no, I believe he's still going to be contractually obligated to the Saints next year. So and someone will have to offer you're up You're going to have to capital. trade for him. So you're certainly not trading for him to be your offensive coordinator. I don't think with so. Bill he- like, no. But yes, I said it earlier, half-jokingly, sort of half-not-jokingly, that the silver lining, if you have Mac Hurt have a bad season, end up as like five, six-win team, could be a top-ten pick, and theoretically an elite playmaker up there. Yeah, I... The, the There were people out there making plays today. Devontae Parker had a great – you know what, actually? Let's do this right now before we wrap up the calls. We only have a couple minutes left on the show, Andy. Let's now do the Patriots player of the game. Patriots player of the game brought to you by Cars for Kids. That's Cars with a K. The easy way to donate your car. Donate today and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Andy, uh, we thought about maybe giving it to Dietrich Wise, but I think it's pretty obvious your player of the game today – Five catches, 156 yards. That's a 31.2-yard average with his long being 40 yards. This isn't one of those he had a 100-yard catch and that fluffed up the average. Ravens give up those 40-yard plays. Every catch he had was basically a 30-yard catch. Devontae Parker looked like a number one receiver today. If there's anything you can build on and pull from this game that's positive, it's that. Devontae Parker may be breakout ready to go. Mark is in Connecticut on his way home from the game, wants to talk about the offense. Hello, Mark. We're here for you. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, Mark and Deb are in the car right now, and that was a rough one, guys. Yes, it was. Hello, Deb. The, uh, so, uh, the um, you know, false security, guys, that's just – it's got to be number one. I don't understand why the guy is holding – the ball out away from his body. I mean, mm-hmm. that's Pee Wee one one that you do. Yep. You know, you, you got to yep. hold the ball inside. Many times they had the chance to win the game. It's just disappointing, guys. Say hello, Deb. Hi, guys. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Thanks for calling, Good Mark. Night, Deb. Thank you, Deb. Good night, Deb. Safe home, Deb. Now it's become the I'm calling and my wife is also like going to try. I do too. This is good for the demo. I Female listeners going through the roof, right? This is good. You know who else is a big fan? Mike Antonellis, the host of the Red Sox pregame show. Mark Antonellis will be doing a different show here on WEI. I apologize to Mike. Tom and Hall, what do you got? We're going to be wrapping up soon. Make it quick. Hey, guys. What's up? Real quick. uh, Belichick knocked over the field goal when it was fourth and three, and it was a terrible call in the first half. He should have kicked the field goal, grabbed the three. I think Mac, Mac is solid. He's only a sophomore. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched that he's not, not that banged up. It was a good game. We made some serious, you know, we made some mistakes. But I'm telling you right now, 
the, the Pats are going to be the Pats going to be okay. The defense is solid. They gave us some turnovers. It's all about turnovers. We turned it over a couple more times. A couple times, of, you know, it hurt us. But our defense is tough. And I'm telling you, we're going to be okay. Everybody, relax. Relax. Everything's relax. okay. I like it, Tom. I like it. Have a good night. Way to be positive. All right, there it is. Way to to end on a positive note. Everybody, relax. We're going to be okay. We made more mistakes than them, but they're learning. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Okay, uh, is there any It's easier to do with drugs, Aaron. Does Dunks have uh, ayahuasca? Because I could probably use a little bit of that to help me relax right now. Uh, Quick question before you wrap it up. Pumpkin spice ayahuasca chino, please. Would you rather have Cam or Mac answer the question from the 508? Right now? Yeah. Mac. It's easy. Yeah. Like, this was an entertaining game. It was a shootout. He was, was in it. it I think that's why game. Bill kicked, uh, went for it, by the way. He saw the game declaring as a shootout. Yep. He knew he was going to have to score points. You weren't going to kick Lamar field Jackson? goals and win. Yes. yes. With the creative play calling that they put on display Boom. after the first drive. The exactly. game declared you need touchdowns, not field goals. It didn't work. Sorry, we lose. All right. Ultimately, Andy, 37-26. Your, uh, the headline everyone's going to be going with tomorrow is, as we wrap up? Mac hurt. Pat screwed. <laughs> Again, I'll go with how I opened the show, what I said multiple times therein. Patriots doom themselves with too many self-inflicted wounds, fall to Ravens. They're going to have to clean these things up, whether it's them trying too hard to make up for the fact that they don't have a lack, they have a lack of playmakers, uh, people haven't been around long enough, too many rookies, et cetera. Who knows? But luckily they got the right head coach, so they have the right support staff to help them clean these things up. We will soon find out. That's the Andy Hart sound. That means it's time to wrap things up. Appreciate everyone who listened today. Thank you for tuning in to the Six Rings postgame show. Subscribe, rate, review, and share the Six Rings podcast. We are up there at least three times a week for you.